Hi, we're the Young Ambassadors for the Food Foundation. My name's Janai, and I'm one of the Food Ambassadors for Huddersfield. I'm Beth, I'm a Food Ambassador for Wales and I live in Prostatin. I'm Jacob and I'm from Glasgow. We're part of a team of young food ambassadors from across the country campaigning for every young person's right to food and a better diet. We ambassadors have a vision and we've written a food charter calling for government action to tackle children's food insecurity. It's called the Children's Right to Food Charter. But over the last few months, we've all been watching how lockdown has affected the right to good food for kids and parents in our areas. Some of it's not pretty. If the situation was bleak before lockdown, the COVID crisis has really highlighted how many people are at risk and suffering. The prices have really gone up. So a weekly shop where we'd spend like £70, I'm paying £100 and I don't have that money. We were struggling, but since the lockdown, it's just been much harder. In May, the Food Foundation found that nearly 5 million adults in the UK are still experiencing food insecurity. Despite the fact that supermarket shelves are now better stocked, 1.7 million children live in these households. Nearly a million adults are receiving food parcels delivered by the government or charities working on the front line. A further 4.4 million have been relying on neighbours, family, friends and volunteers for help to get them food. Households where people have health problems and whose kids are on free school meals are particularly vulnerable to food insecurity. Households with adults with disabilities and BAME adults are more than one and a half times more likely to fall into food poverty. Faith is one of our food ambassadors for Wales and herself high risk. She and her mum are both epileptic and Faith only has one lung. She and her three little sisters are on free school meals and she told us how they were getting on a couple of weeks into lockdown. Well, since lockdown started, it has been a bit stressful trying to make sure that everybody can actually eat healthy. As my mum and dad aren't working at the moment, me and my sisters are on free school meals. I get £2.35 for each meal. I'm not quite sure how much my sisters get as they're in a different school. But we now get sent vouchers, like online vouchers, which then you can claim online and then the money can get put into your bank account. And, but the original system was that you had to go into school to collect a meal. So you could go into school and collect packed lunches at lunchtime. But it, it we struggle to actually be able to get to school. And the buses that I could take to actually get into school, I'd end up um, being out for about five hours just to go to school and back to get my lunch and my mum can't drive as she's epileptic so she can have taken us all there so it could be a bit of struggle to actually get food that we need. Me and my friend Ravia are food ambassadors for Huddersfield and from BAM households. We talked to our families during Ramadan about getting access to fresh fruit and veg during this important time of our Muslim calendar. Rabi's sister Maria does the cooking in their house and she asked her how she thinks lockdown has affected their family. Um, well, we're obviously um, cooking a lot less because we're only eating twice a day. Once is um, around three o'clock in the morning and the other time is at around half past eight in the evening. So we are cooking a lot less compared to outside of Ramadan. 
Do you think with our financial circumstances that it has helped cooking a lot less? Yes, definitely, because we're not buying as much food as we used to. Um, we're just buying what we need for those two meals that we have during the day. Fresh food is readily available from the supermarkets, um, but because of the whole corona situation, um, there is difficulty in getting the food. Um, I mean, the queue times are a lot longer, um, and some there are majority of the time the food does run out, so you tend to go to different shops to find what you need. Um, the prices um, have gotten higher since Corona. I think it's because the main suppliers are obviously increasing their prices, which means the supermarkets are increasing their prices. So there is difficulty in getting food if the prices are quite high. My mum is high risk. So me and my sister have to do the shopping. My mum is doing the cooking now that we can't go to my nan's. I talked to my mum to see how it's going. Um, because we used to go down to Nana's house because she used to go out cook our dinner in the afternoon it's finding ideas of what to cook for you in the afternoon or in the evening meal I find it hard I'm cooking every day because I never cooked in the afternoon I know it's the timing because sometimes I think Oh, I've got time to cook. And then when I realise it's really late, so by the time I finish cooking, we're eating late. So I'm not quite getting the timing right for starting his meal. Yeah. Just to eat his meal at a decent time. So it's just, um, well, you guys going shopping as well, because I can't go out and do the shopping because I'm on quarantine. I'm on shielding. And, uh, yeah, it's hard not going out there and thinking what to buy, thinking what to cook. Yeah. What's been the hardest thing with um, food and lockdown? Um, well, getting the fresh veg. Um, I'm finding it that um, we seem to be eating the same things. The fresh veg that you like to eat. Um, I'm a bit picky, guys. Um, you're funny eaters. So it's um, usually you like your broccoli and your cauliflower. It's hard to get even that. Yeah, it's very hard to get the broccoli and the cauliflower. Dave is another of our food ambassadors and his family are really missing the fresh fruit and veg which he would normally buy from Leicester's famous sheep market. We do get all the fresh fruits and vegetables and everything but it's gone a little expensive compared to before. We still have a teen food as well but I don't prefer teen foods. I prefer fresh fruits and vegetables. Obviously, if the food is like expensive, vegetables and fresh fruits, and so obviously people will uh, buy more tin food. Like you know, I'm making at the moment chapatis. So if anybody is hungry or whatever, so they can eat fresh chapati, garma garam rotiya. Yeah, and it's it's quite annoying as well because Leicester Market, which is like su such a diverse place, such a diverse market where there's like a an abundance of food and so much freedom where you can literally like choose from a variety of options from different cultures, from different like different nationalities, serving their type of food, their type of fish, their type of le uh, lentils. And now that's all closed, 
it really does limit the choices for a lot of families but what we can do one day you can make fresh vegetables dinner second day you can make something lentil babu like some lentil uh, dal like you know with the rice so you can divide like you know and and uh, obviously lockdown not going to be last for long mm. but eventually it will finish but what i do for us beta i do one day i make a fresh vegetable like you know palak and you guys like paneer as well so sometimes i make palak paneer sometimes i make palak alu sometimes like you know with the methi and alu so and sometimes i make a uh, tadka dal like you know different different there is so many different lentils as well so i i try to balance both of them good old mums they always know how to pull something out of the bag but dev's dad says while locals can't go to the street markets it's the cost of fruit and veg in the supermarkets that's the real problem we went over to the indian superstore to buy indian grocery where we were spending 20 25 pounds on fresh fruits and vegetables that's gone up to nearly 40 pounds 40 45 pounds um the the flour of the otter we use that's also in short supply we've had to sort of a uh, cut down on the the fresh rotis we have and we we we're using mostly the um, the tortilla breads because of the lack of a flour and but there's other families who are on free school meals who get the 15 pound voucher now but they're only limited to spend it in certain supermarkets so a lot of families especially in Leicester who where we're from a really diverse city who have who go to like markets who go to Belgrave Road go to these like culture markets but everything's closed and they can't spend their money there don't you think uh those vouchers should be cash or they should have something to work around that i think they need to increase the number of retailers where you can start using free school meal vouchers and also they should start to, um the other option the government should give is also uh, encourage children to start in in the form of cash also cash payments to the families rather than just using these school meal vouchers to be used in the the the, the big superstores the asdas the sainsbury's and tesco's the government needs to do more on curbing the increased costs of fruit and veg i know there's scarce there is less supply the supply chains are affected but definitely it's having a knock on effect on the health of millions of young people across the country we also heard stories from people all over the country that the price of food is going up with few options in the supermarkets people like ashley told us that they had to buy the more expensive brands for her 13 and 5 year old kids we've been forced to to buy branded stuff like um the italian brands or um has this um oldel paso like um kellogs and all that we normally buy the tesco cereal and even now the brand they all it's all gone up the prices have really gone up so a weekly shop where we'd spend like 70 pounds i'm paying 100 pounds and i don't have that money and even though we get the vouchers it it's still it helps a bit but it's it's difficult and brands aren't just about cost either safe is our food ambassador from portsmouth 
and told us how people on the autistic spectrum often call certain brands safe foods. She told us what happens when stockpiling means they're just not available. Most autistic people struggle with food. Like you see often people struggle with food touching, like different brands of food, different textures. And that is something that can be really, really stressful. And it's already a massive impact day to day. And I feel like more people need to be aware of that anyway. Lockdown has meant that you have less choice over what like types of food you get because people are stockpiling food and they still are. And obviously people are stockpiling the cheaper foods, which is the food that we get, which is the food I'm used to. And you could call this a safe food. Um, and lockdown has meant people are taking that, which means we can't well, I can't get those foods, so I have less choice on what foods we're getting and less control over the food and the types, the brands and everything. It just means a lot less control over what there is. What happens is it just gets overwhelming. It can be physically difficult to eat. Like, you can't deal with it. So then you're just not doing it and it's overwhelming and then things add to it and it can lead to like a meltdown and it's not fun I do not in any way speak for other people but for me uh like when it gets to that point of things being completely too much it can like I just completely like go into myself I'm like I just don't talk it's like I shut down almost and then one little thing, I'm like, whoa, and then I can get like shouty and I can't help that. And having the impact of the different foods really puts you on edge already. Online, I've seen a few people talking about this. Like I follow online a few parents with autistic children or children on the spectrum. And they've all said how it's really difficult and their children at young ages, so like toddler ages, three, four, are getting really overwhelmed and upset and constantly like depressed because and having tantrums and meltdowns because they can't get the foods they're used to. So say if a little child really, really loved chicken nuggets and somebody stockpiled all the chicken nuggets, that child is going to have a meltdown because that's not what they're used to that's not their norm and that's a break from routine I'm a fair bit older so I can sort of find a solution myself and get around it to an extent but it's still really difficult but I find a lot of parents are struggling because like children can't communicate what they're feeling very well let alone a child with autism who finds communication difficult as it is so it's very difficult for parents at this time with the food struggles. Just being aware of the struggles that autistic people and any person on the spectrum faces compared to a neurotypical person can like make such a difference because it just makes people seem more heard, makes it easier to talk about, breaks that stigma and maybe people will stop stockpiling and we can get the good foods back. Some people who were shielded because of health issues haven't left the house for 12 weeks. 
Lisa suffers from severe asthma and COPD, a lung disease that causes breathing problems, and was asked to isolate by the government at the beginning of lockdown, along with millions of other high-risk individuals. But so was her 90-year-old disabled father who lives with her, and Lisa also cares for her 28-year-old daughter and her two young grandchildren. It's been a nightmare, really. It's been a struggle to sort of look after the two children and uh, make sure that they've got food every day, you know, for their meal times. Because you know how children get hungry; they haven't got they they can't go to school for school meals. Obviously, we've got to homeschool them and feed them. Cooking a meal with hardly anything there is very hard and difficult to make. To make, um, say, for example, what the children really want to eat. They don't really want to eat spaghetti hoops and toast three times a day, do they? So it's not really healthy. It's not really healthy what we eat anyway. It's very frustrating anyway. And it's costing quite a lot to feed them, you know. Um, in the third week, we heard that children's schools were giving them vouchers to substitute their school dinners. And um, we haven't got any, we haven't been given anything from the schools. We're in a different borough. The they go out of borough to school and it's quite difficult to sort of pester the school asking them for vouchers. I think it should be simple really to get something, not not a difficult thing to get something. It should be clear cut and it should come from the council if they know that you have children. Uh, they should give you some vouchers anyway, to be honest. You can't really run to the school and beg them for a voucher. That's not really right, is it? The Food Foundation found that Lisa isn't alone. 800,000 food insecure people still aren't getting the help they need and don't know where to turn. They often feel ashamed. Of those who experience food insecurity, more than half, that's 2.6 million people, have not received any offers of help through leaflets, via social media, on the phone or through friends and family. 16% of food insecure adults said they tried to get help but weren't successful. The first five weeks, we uh, could not get any delivery slots. Um, we couldn't go sh- get any shopping in ourselves. And we didn't have anyone to get it for us either. I tried to ring the council up, who, who they say they would help us uh, if we couldn't get our supplies and our um, prescriptions and sort of things. And... All I've got from them is um, they've been questioning me and giving me lectures on how to keep on trying with getting a priority priority delivery slot. We haven't got data, much data to use in the week to get to go on a on my phone to get a delivery slot. We haven't got laptops. How do we manage if we are on benefits to get a laptop? or a tablet to go and and get these things. How do people manage? The COVID-19 crisis has revealed the worrying absence of a centralised, coordinated response from central government when it comes to food. Amy is a young mum who told us how hard she's finding it to get help to feed her family of four kids healthily. Me and my husband would usually be working by now, but unfortunately due to the lockdown, we both decided to stay home and self-isolate we have zero contract hours 
so the work wasn't great in the first place and we were struggling but since the lockdown it's just been much harder um where we would usually cook fresh meals and be able to buy potatoes and veg and everything else like that we're not even able to do that now because the food is so low every time we go out we're not able to get the ingredients like scotch bonnets for things like curries and I don't know soups and anything that we can make in here really because we don't really eat the processed food so that's um that's been a bit hard because I'm not actually that good at cooking chicken nuggets and toast I always burn it (laughs) without the support of school and social services during lockdown life's really hard for Amy and her family one of my children has learning difficulties so both of us usually always have to be with the children during this time they would be able to go in the garden but because there's so much breakages of my daughter they're unable to just go out and play in the garden because then I have to worry about stuff falling on them and things like this and if one of us leaves the other one would have to like rush while they're out so everything's anxiety based and in it life's just been tipped completely upside down so many families are having to suddenly cater for children who would normally be at school. Felix is 15 and the second oldest in a family of nine children. Earlier this week I had to walk uh, two miles to our, our nearby village and then two miles back to get uh, bread and bread and milk because um, my dad is at work trying to do like overtime to get more money to make sure that his like, business it gets through coronavirus time so and because he only has the only car in the family I had to go and go to the nearest village which is two miles away to get bread and milk because we run out especially the young ones they get hungry and as well this because it's quite tiring to do all the work as well they will like normally have some snacks or something to like motivate them more to keep their like their energy up but because now we can't really shop as often and only shop for really like essential things. There isn't many snacks or anything to keep them going throughout the day so they can get very tired as well. So we're just having more plain food that's easier because there's a lot of stress at the moment. So we're having stuff like like, it's like pasta or like pizza or like fish fingers or something like that. It is quite a lot of stress, especially from uh, my mum's side as well because she's just trying to keep us all like content and like safe but also especially from us older children as well because we have got a lot of work I myself have got um that have to do now one sixth of my whole GCSE at home because of this because of school closing so it is very stressful and it is very tough to like find somewhere quiet to work and something like that and it's quite um does make a lot of anxiety we're really worried about what will happen over the summer holidays without the free school meal system that works. Our food ambassadors for Northern Ireland, Anna and Shane, volunteer for a youth centre near Belfast and have been sending out food parcels to anyone who applies. Anna told us how healthy food is at the core of what they usually do at their party down gets active holiday club. Our youth club is very involved with uh, young kids who receive free school meals and during the holidays we 
provide a couple of days where um, young kids can come and meet up with friends and we organize different activities for them to do, which are mainly focused around healthy living. So for example, um, I remember one year we had um, like a kind of grow your own garden type of thing where it was like you would grow, the, the kids would get the chance to like plant we like carrots or onions or tomatoes or something like that and then they got to take them home and grow them and then they could eat that food um and I know that was a really big like uh, a really popular activity among the kids but then not only do we provide like education and fun activities but we also provide them with breakfast and dinner um and yeah it's just insane being able to like see how much of an impact it can have on the kids but it does also put into perspective the fact that in our small town there's that many kids who go so long basically not having enough food. But during lockdown the kids can't get to the youth centre and Shane told us what holiday hunger looks like and why free school meals are so important all year round. There was two siblings and um their parents had recently split up and they were living with the dad. So we, this was during a summer scheme we were running and like they were showing up every day and like their lunch might have just been like literally one day they showed up with a slice of dry bread each. And you know, like for us, that's, that's alarm bells ringing straight away. So what, what we did in that case was we just got them sandwiches and stuff and we just let the parents know that like if they wanted support that we could provide it. But um, just their mood as well that day where they just didn't have a lunch, like they didn't even have a drink sent with them. Like, you know, they weren't engaging as much as they were. They weren't being as lively. Like they were just happy to sit in the corner because they had no energy about them. Trying to like, like get in contact with these, those kind of children, like is difficult now because you're mainly having to talk through the parents. And in a lot of cases, like parents may feel that they're ashamed to admit that they can't fully feed their children. But um, it, it's it's difficult to see some families struggle, um, not being able to get the food that they need, and like the food that they do are able to get just isn't as nutritious as they might need it to be for their children. Laura works with Shane and Anna and told us how they're using online cookery classes over the holidays to try to keep healthy food on their radar. Normally, we run programs throughout the year to target holiday hunger and reduce the stigma of food poverty, and obviously, at the minute, we can't physically do that, so we're looking at adapting these so we can put them online. This would look like supporting families by delivering ingredients that will enable them to make breakfast, cook a healthy, nutritious main meal, and providing them with different recipes and cook-along videos to follow. Uh, and this will be something that you'll hopefully hear more about in the future. For me, lockdown has reiterated that those who are financially stable can often take access to fresh food for granted. Um, and I would say that I'm one of those people that indirectly over the last couple of weeks and months have taken access to fresh food for granted. And whilst I'm no stranger to knowing about food poverty and knowing people who experience it, the last few months has certainly opened my eyes even more to how fortunate I am to be in the position that I am. And it's made me more passionate about trying to combat holiday hunger and food poverty in general. But Tia, our food ambassador from Blackburn and Darwin, told us that packing a fridge freezer is the only way to feed her family who live on benefits, especially when they've got extra mouths to feed. Um, because my auntie does work for the NHS, 
We have my, if you can hear him now, my little cousins during the days on the week while she's working. Um, so what we do when we get our vouchers for free school meals at my sister's, which are, I think, £11.20 for both, because I've got two younger sisters, so it's like £22. And what we do is we use them to fill up the cupboards and fridge. So right now in my fridge we've got ham, cheese, um, sandwich fillers like egg mayo, and obviously loads of tea cakes and bread. So if we have like a nice dinner, we don't have to have a massive tea, which makes the frozen food last longer. So we can have more portions of what we've got, like chips. If we get a massive bag and we have, we've had a big dinner, we might not want as many chips. So I didn't end up going shopping this weekend because my mum got a delivery slot. Um, for Iceland shopping so we've got loads of frozen food and we already did our fridge shop on Friday I think so lockdown has I don't know because we've had such good weather it's been lucky we've not had to put as much heating on which means we can cook more with the electric because um, in my room my radiator is currently broke sorry about that that's just my mum making a brew um, well, obviously, I knew how judgmental people were on low-income families, um, but it shocked me, like, seeing on Facebook people sharing, um, now I know what it's like to be a benefit bum and everything like that. It's building the stigma up more that we're trying to fight because you people don't know anyone's reasons or how they live in their house, I think it's a bit unfair to share something like that, not knowing who's reading it or something like that. For too long, children have been held back by poor diets and hunger. It's time to build a fairer food system that makes access to enough healthy food a right for every child. We need changes to ensure children grow up fit and healthy for the future. The COVID-19 virus has changed our world in many ways but we are more determined than ever to campaign to get the government to do everything they can to ensure every child in the UK has access to a better diet. We've updated our charter recently and it would be great if you could take a look and support us. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.